Thank you. Amen, church. Good morning. Love that song, In the Kingdom. There used to be a stomp that I used to hear here at campus conferences. You guys know about the stomp? The stomp's like... They used to do like that. So we're going to learn that. No. Um, it was pretty hot. It was pretty hot. And this dude could... The song leader could do that while he sang. And I was like, whoa! It was pretty fun. They had this wood stage at this campus conference, and I was like, I'll never be able to do that. But, uh, you know, never say never. I got to work on my rhythm. That, that's another level of rhythm. Can I get an amen on that? Um, but, yeah, guys, we're going to do part two. It's time for breakthroughs. And, and I wanted to take my time on this part not rush through it because this is the part we, we talked last week about family groups. We talked about the breakthroughs we're going to have together as, as family groups and as a church together and the vision of seeing many people all over Maine in family groups. Amen. And that's one of the ways we're going to be able to really see the whole state evangelized. Amen? Amen. We talked about that. We talked about how the, the vision of it. It's not going to be just raising up ministers because there's places where it's going to be hard to do that. And practically speaking, it, we're all going to have to be ministers. Amen? Amen. Yeah. People that raise up as ministry. You know, you're in the full-time ministry. Amen? Amen. Every, every day you're serving God, whether you be at your work or whether you're in school or whatever you're doing, you're serving God. You're a full-time minister, and we're all that. Amen? Amen. And look, look, viewing yourself as that. You know, if you're a mother, you are ministering, right? You're doing one of the most incredible jobs you can do as a mother. If you're in school, you're glorifying God with, with, with your academics. If you're on a team, you're glorifying God with your attitude. Amen? And, and you're being a good teammate. And there's so many ways that we can be ambassadors to Christ. Amen? But today we're going to talk about how we're going to have breakthroughs in our individual spiritual lives. And I don't know about you, but it can, as you're a Christian, you know, for 20-something years or more, you can feel like, oh, this is another summer, and uh, I'm going to have fun. And, you know, and, and I don't want to set too many high goals because I've done that before, and I haven't reached them. And I've also felt kind of let down on some of the things I'm still working on. And maybe you feel a little discouraged about maybe just some of the ways that you haven't seen breakthroughs in your life spiritually. And I think that's what's hard sometimes is we can get discouraged. Amen. Amen. And yet at the same time, God wants great breakthroughs in your life. God wants you to have the best spiritual summer ever. Amen. Amen. And I think just thinking about how we all want to see the church grow. But we have to grow. You know, growing disciples means a growing church. And to think about the fact that how do we grow the church? We need to rely on God and help ourselves grow spiritually. That's what God wants. Growing the church is easy for God. Growing you is what he's all about. Amen. And so I want you to think about that. I want you to think about being the best disciple you can be. And, and these are some of the lessons that I've learned. I think that there's a lot of ways that sometimes I've relied on myself to have breakthroughs. Yeah. And I'm just here to confess, that's not how we have breakthroughs. Yeah. 
you getting hyped up, you getting fired up, you getting, I'm going to change this and I'm going to do this. And I, 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 it can, it can lead, I, 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 it can lead to really frustration spiritually because that's what the world teaches us, right? The world teaches us that we do things on our own strength. What would it mean for you to be on fire for God this summer? What would that mean? What would that look like for you? What would it mean for you to have the closest relationship with God you've ever felt with God? You know, in in every season of life, you can have the best relationship with God you've ever had. I don't believe there's a time when you can't go higher with God. Amen? Even if you're going lower. I think that Satan can give us excuses, right? And we take them. Well, I'm in a busy part of my life right now. I remember when, I, when, we, when we had Manny, our third child, I thought to myself, I'm getting no sleep. I have three boys. I have a busy ministry. How can I get close to God? How can I do this? And then I read a great... Uh, Scripture in Genesis where it says, Enoch walked with God when he became a parent. Amen? We have a lot of young parents. And I want to encourage you that Enoch began to truly walk with God when he had a child. And I believe there's something beautiful about that that you can have as you're a parent. And you can grow in your relationship with God because you understand what it's like to be a father or a mother. Amen? Amen? And so for all of us... Let's just throw out that excuse for a second. Well, you don't understand. I'm moving. You don't understand. There's a lot of things I got to figure out. No, no. You can have spiritual breakthroughs. Amen. And, and I want to ask you to, to be thinking about that. What would it mean for you to have a breakthrough this summer? You know, when you ask yourself, what would it mean as a collective body of Christ to have a revival and an awakening in our town and city? What would it mean... To have a breakthrough collectively as a body. And I want to confess something. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how you're going to have a breakthrough. And I don't even know how I'm going to have a breakthrough. But I know two things that I think will lead to those things. Okay? I don't know what that will mean in your life. But I know two things. Let's go to Matthew chapter 11. We went through this. My first point is it's not about you, it's about God. Amen? amen. I didn't hear a big amen that one. Amen. It's not about you, it's about God. Amen. Whoa, there it is, there it is. It's not about you, it's about God. Let it be so, that's what amen means. Let it be so in my life. You know, when we say amen and we say in Jesus' name, amen, or we just say amen, we are saying our last prayer, our last word is, let it be so. You know, it's the last thing that said in Revelation. You know, amen, let it be so. You know, and I don't know if it just means, probably just the, the book of Revelation, but it's beautiful that in many ways it's the last thing that's said in the whole Bible. But, you know, I really want this to be let it be so. It's not about me. It's about God. 
And I think that's, that could be cliche too, if we're not careful. But I want to talk about specifically how practically this happens. Amen? Let's go to Matthew chapter 11. I really wanted to continue with Romans, but the Spirit was saying, you need to teach this. You know, Romans 8 is coming next week, and it's an amazing chapter. Um, but I do think that we need to hear this first. That's what the Spirit was telling me. Verse 28, chapter 11. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. (sighs) Who likes rest? Raise your hand. Who likes to be rested? I, I love rest. I mean, it's awesome to rest. After a long day, I uh, just came back from AAU Nationals. I, I did, had three games yesterday down in Foxborough. Woo! Three games, three intense games. Uh, we went three and one, which was really good, but man, it was intense down there. It was, you know, lots of people yelling, lots of people screaming. Um, hot, kids were just toasted. We, I got home and I was ready to rest. And spiritually, we can become weary, amen? Amen. And we need rest. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, I have to thank Ken Cole for this insight. Ken Cole did a communion a while back on this scripture. I don't know if he remembers it, but it impacted me deeply. And one of the things that hit me as I was studying this out is that if I don't feel like Christianity is rest, then I'm not relying on God. If I don't feel like Christianity is easy, I'm not relying on God. Now, this is something wild for me because, you know, take up your cross daily, deny yourself. You hear these scriptures. But if you deny yourself on your own flesh, that's hard, isn't it? If you deny yourself by just white knuckling it, that's very difficult. You know, in 1 John chapter uh, 5, you can just write this down and meditate on it later. Verse 2 through 3. It says, this is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. And verse 3, it says, this is 1 John 5, verse 3. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. Say, what now? His commands are not burdensome? You know, many people walked away from Jesus in John 6 because his teaching was too hard, was too burdensome. And I think what I'm realizing is that Christianity is meant to be easy and light. Have you been feeling that way? Has it been more of a grind? And I'm not saying that we don't suffer. And I'm not saying that we don't work hard. But you ever work hard for the Lord and it just feels easy? 
I've been there before. Where I'm sharing my faith and there's joy. I have energy that's supernatural. Right. And I have, I have a perspective that helps me not get discouraged. Discouragement sucks away energy and joy. And Satan is constantly coming at us with that. And if we don't rely on God, and we don't come to Jesus, we will feel burdened and weary. You know, that's one of the breakthroughs I want to have spiritually. I want Christianity to feel easy. I want Christianity to feel like rest. Is Jesus lying here? No, he's not lying. I know he's not lying. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, my yoke is easy. Now, when he says, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded, that seems like a big yoke. The nations. Cody, that's one of your responsibilities as a disciple, to go make disciples of the nations. You ever just think about that for a second? Mm-hmm. A lot of people just skirt that responsibility and say, well, that was for the apostles, not for us. Well, if that was for the apostles, then we don't have to do anything. The nations can just stay as they are. That's not what God wants. He said that to all disciples. Amen? Amen. And that's how all disciples viewed it back then. They didn't just view it as the apostles. In Acts 8, it says that they scattered everywhere and preached the word wherever they went. So many churches were built not on the apostles. They were built on lay leadership going to these other places. Samaria was a deacon, started by a deacon. Amen? Pretty cool to think about. But I just want you to think about this. Jesus comes to you and me and he says, not to come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and Glenn will give you rest for your souls. Or, or put your own name in there. We try to figure things out on our own. We try to make it about us. Yeah. Instead of making it about God. And one of the things that I think about is if Christianity starts to feel like a burden, I need to push the pause button for a second. And say, wait, 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 why is this burdensome? I need to get with God. Sometimes you ever feel like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Maybe you felt like coming to church today was a burden. Maybe you felt like, you know, family groups, man, uh, that's a burden. Or sharing your faith is a burden. Or, Or being righteous is a burden. Or being different in this world is a burden. Or doing it God's way can sometimes feel like a burden. I want to encourage you that his commands are not burdensome. That is the truth. Our thinking is not correct. Our feelings are not correct. The heart is deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? Jesus. He can understand it. He searches the heart and mind. And I want you to start thinking of yourself as, wait, I want this summer to be easy and breezy. (laughs) Now, Lyanne's about to have a baby soon. She's maybe not feeling that right now. She's not feeling that. But the truth is, we put so much pressure on ourselves. 
We put all these expectations on ourselves. The only expectation of a Christian is to come to Jesus and learn from him. And it feels weird for even me saying that, but that's what the scripture says. If you come to Jesus, he'll teach you what to do. And things won't become hard. They'll be easy. You know, how do we have a breakthrough? It's a God thing to have a breakthrough. You have to give it up. Say, I give up. I give up. I'm going to come to you. I want a breakthrough, Lord. I want to have breakthroughs in my life. I want to change this in my character. I've been trying to do everything on my own strength to change this in my character. You know, help me have a season of breakthrough right now. You know, Jesus is the only one that can give you rest. What if I told you that growing your character could be easy? Wow. Help me out with that. I don't know how that happens, but the Holy Spirit does. You know, I remember I just made a decision to read through the Bible. I said, I'm going to read the Bible. And I'm going to, you know, Sajan Sharma, a while back, I shared this story before, he read the Bible in a month. I was like, how did you do that? He was like, bro, I just read when I was cooking. I would read in the elevator. I would read everywhere. I had my Bible everywhere, and I would just read it everywhere. And people thought I was crazy. And sometimes I was antisocial, but I finished it in a month. I was like, wow, let me try to do that. So I, I didn't get to do it in a month. I did in four months because I'm a slow reader and I did underline. So I had that on Sajin. I said, Sajin, did you underline? No. Um, no, but I read it a little slower and, and, and that's all I did. And I thought, wow, it was so cool to read the Bible, just to know the whole will of God, right? People started coming up to me, Glenn, you've grown so much. What are you doing? I was so, at that, I had a season of just helping so many people become Christians. I was p- at, full of peace. I felt, you know, when you read the Bible like that, just something happens. The Word of God just changed me and changed my character. It was easier to be pure. It was easier to have just a more righteous attitude about things. And I wasn't even knowing what was happening. Josh, right now, he's growing. You guys all see that, right? He's getting taller. He doesn't feel that way, but we see it. When I grew taller, I didn't know it either. People were like, wow, you're so tall. Look how big you are. And I'm like, it's hard to know and see yourself growing. All I'm asking you to do this summer is make a decision. If we all made a decision, I'm not going to do it on my own strength. It's not about... Me, it's about God. What if I told you that growing the church was light and not a burden? That growing this church is easy. Getting self-supported is easy. Planting other churches in Maine is easy and breezy. And when I use breezy, it's because the spirit is breezy, right? Goes around everywhere. We don't know where it came from. What if we became a church where this was our theme scripture? We're the weary ones. 
We're the ones that need rest. What are you guys focusing on? I'm focusing on getting more rest. Wow. That's inspiring. <laughs> and as we rest, God does it. You know what it says in Mark 4. He, he goes to sleep after he scatters the seed. He doesn't know how it grows, but it does grow. You know, church, we just need to trust that God's commands are not burdensome. And so I'm just going to make a decision right now. And I want you to make it too, if you can, with me. Is that I'm, when I feel God's commands are burdensome, I'm going to stop, step back for a second and say, I'm, I'm relying on myself. Let me start by coming to Jesus. Jesus, I'm feeling like this is hard. Teach me, Lord, the right perspective about this. Amen. Teach me the right perspective. What if I told you that you can, you know, use your talents fully, and that's easy in the church? Wow, how do, how do I do that? Come to Jesus. You know, there's a brother who is, uh, his name is Jim Caffarelli. He was in uh, the uh, Boston church big, awesome song leader. Brother was amazing. He could sing any part. It was awesome. We would do song together, you know, song practice. He'd be like, no sister, it's like this. And then the altar part's like this, sister. And I'd be like, how does he do that? And the bass part's like this, bro, 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 bro. And then the tenor's part's like this. He knew every part. And he could just somehow, it came out of himself. You know what I mean? Just came out of himself. He had like four voices in that one voice, you know? And he used to sing this song, Have a little talk with Jesus. And he used to get into it. He'd be like, have a little talk with Jesus. You ever hear that song? Yeah. Have a little talk with Jesus? And, and he would even get into it. Have a little talk. He'd close his eyes. Have a little talk with Jesus. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not how I lead songs. He's really getting into it right now. But I still remember it to this day. We need to have a little talk with Jesus. Yeah. When we need to stop and have a, have a little talk with Jesus. Maybe you need to have a little talk with Jesus now. Say, Lord, I don't want this summer to be hard. I want it to be easy and breezy. I want to have breakthroughs. Lord, give me breakthroughs. And, and, and I know it's not going to be by me making decisions only. We need to make decisions. But they need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. They need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We can make Christianity just a self-improvement thing. And it's not. Tony Robbins is not in the kingdom. He's in a self-help place right now. And there's great self-help books out there. But spiritual things have to stay in the spiritual realm. And I want to encourage us to be spiritual. And to be spiritual means that we need to rely on God. And I'm not just talking about having your quiet times. Although that's a big part of it too. Every day being filled up with God's word and praying. Yeah. I'm too busy to pray. No, you're not. I guarantee you everything you need to get done will get done if you do what's most important first. You realize that we're so much more effective when we have more energy and more joy. You ever see a joyful person, energetic, how much they get done? Have you ever felt discouraged and lack energy? How much it takes to do one task? Right. I have to wash the dishes. 
<laughs> you ever just wash the dishes and you're like, this is taking me 35 minutes, man. What's going on? I've mowed the lawn with great energy. You know, I'm like, got my headphones on. Other times I've mowed the lawn and I've been like, I just did one patch of grass. And my wife's looking at me like, really? Come on, hurry up, you know? She doesn't say anything. She's gives me that look. Oh, wow, you're still mowing the lawn, you know? And it's really tough these days, you know? Spiritually speaking, we need more energy. You got to get filled up with God. More God. Less activity. More God. More coming to Jesus. If you do that, you'll have breakthroughs. I know it. You know it. But you got to put it in your schedule. You know, Danielle, we, we're having one time in our schedule now, we're trying to do luxurious prayer times, we call it. Luxurious prayer times. Like we're going to the spa. You could call it a special time with God. But we're just spending a, a special time every week putting in our schedule to get with God. Yeah. Kind of like a mini Sabbath. And, and just, I want to encourage you to have those special times with God. What a beautiful time to do it. Yeah. You know, we'll talk in the winter what we're going to do, but there's ways to do in the winter too. Let's go to John 3. I don't have practicals for you to have breakthroughs. The only scripture I want to say is go to Jesus. He'll give you breakthroughs. I love what he says. Learn from me. Learn from me. Mary and Martha. That's a crazy scripture, right? Yeah. You're like, Martha is the, the one that's doing all the work. And Mary is just sitting at the Lord's feet. Yeah. And Martha's like, will you tell him, her to help me, please? Jesus says, she chose what's best. Yeah. We all need to sit at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. And when you get up from sitting from the feet of Jesus, you can do so. You can do things you never thought you could do. John 3, verse 30. Great passage. It says, John the Baptist, hearing that Jesus was sort of taking over the land, he says, verse 30, he must become greater, I must become less. What a profound thing to say. What a profound thing to say, guys. He must become greater. I must become... He must increase. I must decrease. That is the mission statement of a Christian. That is our calling, guys. To decrease. And it's extra special for me because I'm trying to lose weight. (laughs) So it's a double bonus right there. I must decrease. Amen? Fired up. It's both physical and spiritual for me. But the truth is, this is a great calling. Christians aren't meant to be greater. They're meant to be less. Everything's opposite in the kingdom, isn't it? We got to change. I'm going to make some, you know, these are the 15 decisions I'm going to make. I'm making one decision. I'm going to get with Jesus. I'm going to have a little talk with Jesus. And I'm just going to learn from him. And I'm going to say, Lord, give me breakthroughs. And then sometimes he says things that are scary. 
There's been things that come out of the spirit. The spirit speaks to our spirit and speaks to us. And sometimes it's through people and sometimes it's through just just a whisper in your own heart and mind. Obey the spirit when he talks to you. Maybe it's you need to start getting serious about studying the Bible. What are you afraid of? Maybe it's you need to make a decision to become a Christian. You're relying on yourself too much. Maybe it's I need to, 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 I need to step up and serve more in this area. Jesus will tell you what to do. It's scary sometimes to follow Jesus, but it's exciting. And I promise you it will be easier. You know, I, I handed these out here just because uh, I got a book called How to Be a Missionary in your hometown. Great book that I, 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 Danielle and I are reading through. And I just thought this was something that's on my heart. I want to read this. I want to, I want to just make impact in my own hometown. And I also just wanted to hand this out to you because just to give you ideas. Maybe you can read a book this summer that will inspire you to come to Jesus. Amen? Amen. But there are a lot of great resources here and it's a great place. IPI has a lot of amazing books. You can go online, but I just want to encourage us to dig deeper, amen, with Jesus. Amen. Become less so that God can become more. Amen? amen. Let's go to Ephesians chapter t- 3. Amen. Um, this is my shorter point. Um, because I think the first point is more important. Because we know God can work through anything, can he? Yep. He spoke through a donkey. Next time you think God can't use me, just remember Balaam's donkey was used by God. Donkey, you know? Wow. Imagine just the donkey speaking to Balaam. Wow. Balaam, the prophet, was also prophesying about Israel. Next time you think, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I got so much things to work on in my life, you got to remember Balaam's donkey and Balaam. Who was more of a donkey? (laughs) Interesting. You know, it's interesting, right? You know, the donkey was talking to the other donkey. He was like, I'm trying to save your life, bro. What are you doing? There's someone about to kill you over here. Don't stop whipping me. I think it's inspiring to think about how God used some of the weaker things in this world to do amazing things. He used the staff to take the people out of Egypt, a million plus people from the greatest powerful nation of all time. Imagine if I went to the president of the United States and I said, I have a weapon of mass destruction right here. It's staff. They were just, you guys laugh, just like Pharaoh did. Turned into a snake. They said, we can do that too. Next thing you know, the guys are like, we can't do anything that staff can do. Because God is working through the staff. A donkey's uh, a jawbone. Jawbone. My man Samson. A thousand people with one donkey's jawbone. You know, a, a, a jar of oil. Jars of oil. You know? Amazing. What, what God did with that, right? So many things. A mustard seed can move mountains. How about a temple of God filled with the Holy Spirit? That's what we are. 
God can work powerfully through you. Amen? Amen. If we come to him and if we rely on him, he can do all that he wants to do. You know, I thought to myself, what if God didn't want to do anything with me? But I was just so close to him. Would I be happy? And the answer is yes. I would be the happiest. But that's not what God wants to do with me or you. All his power is in you. Wow. That's amazing to think about. This scripture, we can look over. Yeah, yeah, I heard this scripture before. I do it all the time. People go, let me share your scripture. And now to him who is immensely, I'm like, I just shut off my ears. I have to confess. I'm like, I know that scripture. How shame, shame on me. I don't know the scripture. Verse 20. Now to him. Verse 20, chapter 3. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. See, that's why we need to come to Jesus. Because anything you can imagine yourself doing, God's like, that's it? Imagine if we all had a DVD and we'd pop in, or now we could download it, right, on an MP4 thing, you know. But, but MOV, whatever you prefer. But, you know, what if you could see what God had in store? You know, Brett Conley, the life of Brett Conley. It sounds powerful, doesn't it? The life of Brett Conley. You put it in and you see yourself doing stuff. You're like, what? Wow. Be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you love to see that movie? Maybe it'd be a little scary too. Why am I in China right now? Oh my goodness. I'm in Africa. I'm here. I'm there. Wow. I'm in caribou. You know, what, 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 is God gonna, what does God want you to do? What does God want us to do? Immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. That sounds like a breakthrough to me. If we just had that conviction, God is going to surprise me with what he's about to do. With me, through me. According to Glenn's power. No, no, it doesn't say that. According to your power, according to your strength, according to your character, according to your talents, according to his power. That is at work within us. Church, the breakthrough, God's already working on it. Amen. He's working on the breakthrough. It's stewing. It's, it's percolating. It's brewing. Whatever you want to say, it's happening. It's baking. It's, it's, it's about to come out. It's about to be shown. According to his power, there's work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. I love that, right? It just stopped when the apostles died. No. It didn't stop. It's throughout all generations. Amen. That's us. Yeah. We're a generation. Jim did a powerful communion yeah. today. Yeah. But you know, the truth is, in every society, we all need to come to Jesus, yeah. who's surpassingly greater than anything else that we could even get on this earth. To him be glory in the, in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. There's that word again. Amen. Let it be so. You know, I just want to 
have, uh, you know, as we, as we wrap up here, Jordan share his life. And it's really cool because um, Evan, who's up in the kid's kingdom, was, he's been going through a lot of things, you know? Family members passing away. Um, you know, trying to figure out what he's going to do with his life. It's always hard, going through a lot of tough classes, you know, seeing some challenging things. But he, he opened his mouth. He allowed God to use him, you know. And, and, you know, got to reach out to Jordan. And Jordan's our brother now. Amen. And I just, I think sometimes we can't tangibly see how God is using us. But there's a Jordan out there for all of us. And we've seen God use us to do it. And so for us, it's really not about what miracles is God want me to do. They're more than you can ask or imagine. It's about coming to Jesus and not making it about us. This summer is about God, not about me. No more me. I actually want to stop saying I. Me. I want to start saying God. He can do it. Right? So I'm going to have Jordan share a little bit about his life and how God's worked. And then we'll say a prayer. Amen? I give you Jordan. Uh, So Glenn asked me to keep it to three to five minutes. So I'm going to to try to do that. Um, Originally, I was going to do the welcome, but I lost my keys this morning. But I think it was a bit fortuitous because the the passage I was going to read applies to my life. And that's uh, from Matthew 25. It goes, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. And I think that's super powerful because I think there's no doubt in my mind really that we're all hungry for, for God. Um, and, and it's discovering that that was my breakthrough, I think, that led me to conversion. Uh, because for a long time, I kind of denied my hunger. I ignored it. I kind of believe I had it all figured out throughout high school and everything. Um, but I, I woke up really quickly into adulthood realizing otherwise. Um, I grew up in Maine and everything, and, and I was pretty much on my own because my parents got divorced and they were always fighting and everything. So ooh, I kind of felt like I raised myself a bit a lot of the times. Um, so that led me to thinking that I could do pretty much anything. It was, it was, it was like vanity and pride at its max. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I enlisted in the Marine Corps too. Um, and that was probably one of my biggest wake-up calls is that kind of adversity in the military you get. You don't really get anywhere else. And I think it's adversity that, that, that really makes us realize that we don't have it figured out usually. Um, so that's when I really opened up my heart to God. Um, and I think that that's part of the reason why I got out early too is because luckily... Stars aligned, I guess, in a way in which I was allowed to get discharged early. And I can't deny that as anything but a miracle, or say that's anything but a miracle. And once I got out, I started to realize that, you know, I am hungry, that I needed more. So that's when I enrolled here at USN. This is where I met Evan and Brandon and everyone. 
and I began like studying political science and law and I, I was just thirsty for knowledge. I was like a, a, an empty cup really. And I think it was fortuitous that I had a conversation with a friend in January and February that kind of put me in a little bit of an existential crisis, like wondering what my purpose was, if what I was studying at school like made any sense and everything like that. And it was serendipitous that a week into the, the, the spring semester this year, Evan came up to me uh, over there in Woodbury and asked me to go to Real Talk with him. And I met Brandon and Coma and all the others. And immediately after the first time I went, he asked me to start studying the Bible with him. And I did. And that's what Brandon, Evan, and I have been doing for, well, it feels like forever now, but it's only been like four or five months. Um, yeah, led to me getting baptized uh, three weeks ago to the day. And yeah, stand before all y'all. And now I just feel like um, I am hungry, but I'm not gonna pretend not to be anymore. That's that's what I think. Yeah, yeah focusing on. So that's that's pretty much my story. It's still developing. Chapters are coming out. Amen. Amen. Well, let's say a prayer, and then uh, we'll finish up. Father, we are just so thankful for this time uh, just to look in your word and to realize that we need to come to you, Jesus. God, we confess we cannot do anything without remaining in the vine. God, you made the whole world. John 1 says that all things were made through you. Help us to recognize that, Lord. The next verse says, but the world did not recognize it. Recognize him. Help us to recognize you and realize that everything is, is done. Uh, Father, man does not live on bread alone, but in every word that comes from your mouth. Lord, help us to even look at that scripture, meditate, and come to you, Lord, when we're weary and remember, God, that your commands are not burdensome. So, Lord, God, help Christianity be easier for us, Lord. Amen. Father, that, that even when we're working hard, even when we're denying ourselves, we've learned from you the right perspective, Lord. Amen. Father, your commands are not burdensome, but in fact, the world and its, its, its deceitful ways, those are the things that burden us, Lord. Yeah. God, help us, Lord, to have breakthroughs in our own spiritual lives. To have these special times with you where you speak to us. Visit us, Lord, as the song goes. Come by here, Lord. Come by here. Come by us, Lord, and speak to us and teach us your ways for you are humble and gentle in heart. Thank you for your gentleness in our lives. Thank you that you don't come in the earthquake, Lord. Thank you they don't come in the, in the fire. Thank you that you don't come in the wind, in the hurricane, Lord. Thank you that you come in a whisper. But God, we need to be still if we're going to hear that whisper. Help us to have a restful summer, Lord. An easy summer. And when we don't feel like it's easy, help us remember your words. That my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Help us just not allow us to feel weary. So I'm going to go to Jesus and talk to him. And Lord, help us teach us how 
Lord, we know that even when you suffered, you had joy on the cross, Lord. He said, for the joy set before you, you endured the cross. Could it be that you were joyful on the cross, Lord? Could it be you were joyful? That's what the scriptures say, that there was some joy. The Bible says, if anyone's happy, let them sing. And the chilling thing is right before you go to the garden, you sang a hymn. That you were joyful in some ways. That you're going to bring your bride. You're going to rescue your bride. Finally. Lord, we, we, we just confess. We don't know how we're going to have breakthroughs. There's not a church program or method or way that's going to happen. Lord, we're just going to come to you. And you're going to give it to us. I know you will. I know we waste so much time because we don't come to you. Father, help us to come to you first. Lord, we we know you're going to use us to do powerful things, Lord. We know you're going to use us. Because you used the donkey jawbone, Lord. You used the donkey. You used the, the stick. You used the stone. You used the mustard seed. God, you used the jar. Lord, you'd use these things. You used ravens. You used all these things to do mighty things, Lord. Certainly, Lord, you can use your holy temple to do mighty things, Lord. We're excited about the things we can't even imagine that you're going to do in our lives, God. So many things. And even if we've we've been two decades in the Lord, we know you've done immeasurably more than we can even ask or imagine, Lord. God, help us have that faith this summer that you're going to use us. God, it's so cool to hear Jordan's story, Lord. If you would have told me that a Marine would be starting to think about God while he was in the Marine Corps. God, I, I, I've seen so many men um, lose their faith. So many men have, have, have struggled even coming back. We pray for those troops, Lord. We pray for all those in the armed forces, Lord. Yes, we pray for their safety. But more importantly, we pray for them to have spiritual awakenings like Jordan did, Lord. We thank you for Jordan and how you are going to use him to do mighty things. We're thankful for Evan just going through, hearing challenging things, but yet God allowing him to be used by you, Lord. Help us to have the same heart that even though we might go through the valleys, Lord, the valleys bring in the the greatest opportunities for breakthroughs, Lord. We ask you to give us breakthroughs, Lord, because you love us and because you want to use us, Lord. But more importantly, God, help us have breakthroughs in our relationship with you. God, if no miracles happen this summer, which I don't think is going to happen, <laughs> lots of miracles will happen. But if nothing happens this summer that we can see, Lord, let us be able to have breakthroughs in our relationships with you because that's the best thing. Lord, the, the, the giver is greater than the gift, Lord. You are our greatest reward. Amen. And so, God, we just want to sit at your feet like Mary. God, we know Mary got up to do great things, but we pray, Lord, that we can first sit at your feet. Help changing our character be easy, Lord, and breezy. Help seeing miracles happen and working hard in the Lord let it feel like a vacation, Lord. Amen. Help us to just come to you. 
and you will give us rest. We know that's a promise in the word of God. And we claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys.